Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Feng Shui, Your Home. Well, I'm certainly excited to talk about feng shui and the energy of your home. This has become so valuable and important for me personally at this time. Um, You know, we can no longer leave any energetic stone unturned. We need to know ourselves energetically and our how our environment affects us. So the people in our home and all of these things, it's fascinating and it's powerful. And so I'm excited to dive into that uh, today. But quick story, um, we had a full moon last month on, I think it was March 18th. And on the 17th, I was going about my day. I had gotten up really early that morning and I was going about my day. And I think it was like three or four o'clock. I literally had to like go lay down. Like I was beyond, like the feeling felt so intense, like, but it wasn't like I was getting sick or it wasn't like I was exactly tired. Cause like, even if I get up early, <laughs> I'm not going to bed at like three or four. Um, but like, I just knew I had to go lay down. So I just did. And it was basically the most powerful and profound, um, stream of information that came through. And it was really interesting because after it came through, I just had to lay there. I basically took a nap. And then once I woke up, which was probably 5.36, maybe 6 p.m., it was like, I was fine. Like my energy was totally normal. Everything was fine. So I felt the intensity of the energy of this information, like moving into my field, um, laid down, received the information, rested, and then was completely renewed. It was wild. Um, And I've had these things happen, but not, it didn't feel as big as this, nor like just literally make me have to stop doing everything else and go pay attention to this. And of course, lots of this stuff comes through at night when I'm trying to go to bed or in through the dream state, things of that nature. But this was really interesting. And one of the things um, that was central to this is about using um, my ability to recalibrate people's energy. And so they were teaching me basically how to bring together people, you know, in the community that maybe I haven't had the opportunity to work with one-on-one or haven't had the opportunity to get to know and to help amplify the energy. So I'm going to take my marching orders. um, And what we're going to do is I'm basically going to, um, as instructed, be in ceremony um, with anybody that wants to participate. This is completely free. um, but, But I do do ceremonies and I am going to do a ceremony with the intention of everybody who wants to be a part of this. So if you're listening to this episode and you want to be a part of this, Um, the way we're going to do this is you can leave a review on Apple podcasts for the show. Um, and then we will take that information of those people that have left reviews and we'll include everybody together in the ceremonies. And I don't know exactly when they'll take place, but it will be sometime in the next probably month to month and a half, um, is what I'm feeling. And then I will share about it on Instagram on my stories, Um, I'll share when I did it and what happened um, in the group. And if you have, you know, I know everybody has like a handle name in Apple Podcasts, but but I will have all of those names. And so if anything specific comes through for anybody, I will use your handle, your Apple Podcast handle um, and share about what came through in my Instagram stories. So I'm super excited about this. um, 
so yeah, leave a review and um, we will gather people. And then as soon as I get the directive to do the first ceremony, I will do that. Um, and what to expect from this is basically just amplification of your frequency and your field and feeling more aligned, more empowered and able to manifest the things that you want. Um, you know, learning whatever lessons you need to learn to allow that energy to come through and manifest in your life. So, so it will be very fun. And um, yeah, I'm excited. And today we're going to be talking about feng shui, which is another way that we can really um, understand our energy. And what's so interesting is that in my own personal life, I've been sharing um, on Instagram that I didn't quite own my space that I moved into in 2019. Like I haven't like made it my own. And there were a number of reasons why I wasn't doing that. Um, and part of them just being so busy working with beautiful souls and working on transformation that it, it's just like all my focus was there and not on my space. But like late last year, I started getting this feeling like, the energy of my space. Like I need to focus on the energy of my space. And so because I was focusing on it myself, here comes my guest today, Patricia, right into my life. Like, you know, she just appeared like an angel. And, and I realized that one of the reasons why I didn't want to do a bunch of stuff to my house was because like, you know, I know when we move physical objects or when we bring things into our home, we bring energy in or we move that energy. And so I'm like, oh, I want to really feel like confident that I'm making moves that feel so empowering, right? And that the energy of my home is like beaming. And so I kept finding myself going, mm, I want to paint this wall, but like, <laughs> would that be good feng shui? And I don't know if you've ever Googled feng shui, but like, there's so many different things out there, right? And, um, and so many different conflicting things that it's like really hard to know what your specific home, right, needs energy wise and what it wants. And it does that connect with the energy of you who lives in it um, and the other inhabitants of your home, your family members. So Patricia and I did this interview um, kind of at the beginning of my journey, and I'm super excited to share it with you. And she's amazing. Um, she's a feng shui expert, obviously. She's a manifesting magnet, an alchemist, a healer, and a real life Irish Celtic shaman. Some people call her the Mary Poppins of prosperity. Patricia is the creator of Powerhouse Feng Shui and author, author of The Happy Home, A Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, Wealthy Life. She helps entrepreneurs make their homes and businesses magnetic to money, luck, and blessings. She shows you what they don't teach in business school, what lies between the lines, your top secret tool for success. She's helped thousands of people across the globe embrace Feng Shui and create lasting changes in their businesses, their homes, and their lives. Patricia has seen firsthand the power of the mind, surroundings, and inner healing, clearing, and aligning everything so it works holistically. Makes sense, right? We are all coming into greater alignment, so the energy of everything around us needs to come into greater alignment too. She loves entrepreneurship with 15 years of experience running and growing three successful startups of her own. She's been featured in the New York Times, CNN, Fox, Forbes, the New York Post. She knows Essence, Mind Body Green, the USA Today, and the Elephant Journal. So with no further ado, please help me welcome Patricia to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have this conversation. I'm so excited to be here. I'm delighted and I can't wait to see hear what's unfolded and yeah, it's going to be so fun. Like, so, I mean, obviously it's like no mystery that I love all things energy. So of course, like mm -hmm. the energy of our life and our spaces. And I know when you and I talked before we have singing bowls, like we we're like, yes, let's talk about the energy. Um, yes. And for whatever reason this year, I just feel like it's a really potent and powerful time to look at 
energy in our lives, right? And how mm-hmm. we're interacting with our environment and people and all things. Um, that mm-hmm. feels really powerful to me this year. And um, and I know that you create incredible manifestations for people through mm-hmm. right the energy of their spaces and environment and all of that kind of stuff. So we're going to dive into that. But how does one um, choose to come into this uh, type of work? And what is the journey that led you to understand the power of it? So feng shui found me and I think that that's actually how it works. It like stalks you <laughs> um, and that's something that I have literally come across so many times with my community of people in our program and in my community. They're like, I had a book about feng shui or I was, I've always had like a cure, something always felt. So, um, you know, I got my first books about it when I was 15. <laughs> Like I've literally been just, and the minute I read it, I just connected. I knew there was something in it and I couldn't, it didn't really make that much real sense to me, even though I was still like 15 doing my own bedroom. My parents were not into feng shui like they're, I'm like from the West of Ireland. This is not something that's like mainstream here. Um, And I feel like, you know, at that time, I definitely would have been still quite intuitive, like I would have been quite intuitive and would have been called to, um, I would have been called to spiritual books and um, different kinds of teachings. Like in Ireland, there's this amazing writer called John O'Donoghue who wrote a book called Anamkara. And, um, you know, I remember going up the road to buy this hardback book and just telling one of my friends, like spiritual friends, a few like a few years ago. Yeah, like I had Anamkara. I was like, and they were like that. You were like 14 buying spiritual books. I was like, yeah, but I didn't even realize they were like I heard that on the radio and I don't know where I heard about feng shui. So it was kind of like I was tapped in in a diff in a way that I didn't realize I was. And um what happened we moved into a new house around that time and my parents had moved to have several times and typically we'd move into a house do it all up live there for a few years and move to like the next upgraded one now this move into this house this new one was like the biggest best upgrade ever like we were moving into the neighborhood like we had a great address um it was just like the house was like five star, like beautiful people walked in and kind of went, wow, you live here. Um, And that was really nice to live in a house where people were impressed that that we lived there. But honestly, when we moved in, um, it was a really tricky house to live in. And I obviously being sensitive, like felt something. So there was a lot of drama with like legal suits, lots of illness, lots of lots of things that were not in our life in a previous home. So we kind of moved in there and all of a sudden it was like a drama. Like it was like out of a, I don't know, a soap opera. It was like, what is happening? And obviously you just kind of think, oh, we're going through a tough time and you don't join the dots to, oh, we moved into a new house and lots of things started going wrong. We just go, we've moved into, we, you don't even connect the house to your, to what's happening in your life. Now I do, because when people find me, I'm like, you know, people ask me, you know, what's good feng shui? Or, you know, how do you know a house is good feng shui? And I'm like, just look at their life. <laughs> like what's <laughs> happening in their lives? if if it's if things are not moving and flowing in the way you want I'm like bad feng shui um and typically we're we look at in our lives at at seeing like what's um like we kind of trying to figure out that we're not we're not working hard enough we're not doing the thing like you know my parents were working hard they had an amazing successful business money was not an issue like in that house like it was flowing in it was good good there was great money so it was a good house for money but for health relationships just drama it was not good um and interestingly enough that's the time that I got into feng shui um little did I know that I would be doing this like you know many years later um so I I did kind of follow a very traditional route like went to university wanted a normal job because I didn't want to be like my parents (laughs) Um, I wanted to be like a nine to five and then I realized oh no I don't like having a boss or or anything actually traditional um so that was very normal and then I traveled um I worked in my parents business then for eight years and um basically had a kind of a breakdown um my life was just not in a good place and decided to quit everything move to India 
and become a yoga teacher. Um, and I got rid of everything, including writing off my BMW, getting giving away all my designer clothes, all my shoes, everything was gone. So um, my entire life, I basically completely changed person after when I moved to India and everything kind of got better. Now, it's interesting because I shifted when I moved to India um, and I now teach people how to just change their lives by changing their environments. Like you don't have to move to India to change your life. <laughs> That's Actually, good news. <laughs> you can you could just change the energy of your house, which is much easier. Like you might have to get rid of it. You might let go of a few pairs of shoes or a dress or two, but like, seriously, you don't have to move to India. So I moved to India and um, I was there for over a year. Um, and I had like an amazing time. I basically had such a huge spiritual awakening. And, you know, I think it was, it was not necessary. you know, awakening sounds kind of bizarre, kind of bizarre. It's like, oh wait, how did you wake up? It was more about, I activated parts of me that were in me, but I didn't know they existed because I was so busy in that old world of like alcohol, working, toxic life to now I'm here and everything just dropped away. Um, and I started being able to do oracle cards, sense energy, healing, like it was, and all of a sudden I was doing these things um, and it just was very, very in flow, which was amazing. Um, and by the time I got back to Ireland, I was very in flow and very much like I'm moving to Dublin to a new city. And I, so I started a new life in Dublin and I got a new apartment. Feng Shui, I decided like, so I was living with my then flatmate. My flatmate was going to be my yoga teacher. And we moved in and I said to her, I'm not leaving here until I'm moving in with my husband. And she rolled around laughing her head off. She said, you are nuts. What are you talking about? Like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, I'm deadly serious. And honestly, I went back, I was back in my hometown and I found the Feng Shui books and I started Feng Shui in my bedroom for love. I set it all up and I met Ken, my now husband, very, very soon afterwards. It was kind of like I was ready. So I made my environment ready for that relationship. I set it all up and they go, there's Ken. I come to our house that's here now and walk around. And I'm like, he's feng shui this place for love. Like he'd been into it. So it was like really a kismet match. Um, and that was really how it started unfolding for me. Um, and at the time, I was working with clients one-to-one, -one, doing sound healing. So we talk about the bowls already. I was doing like energy work, um, you know, kinesiology, lots of fun things like that I just loved. Um, and I'd be working with clients saying, what? Tell me about your house. What's going on in your bedroom? You know, and starting asking them these curious questions about their homes. And they would look at me like, what are you talking? Um, because they would leave lighter and happier and all of this. but And that's really how this all plugged in for me was that we and the people that were coming for me, I just think of one woman that used to come. She was eat, doing Qigong and every, more, every morning. She was getting acupuncture once a week. She would come for sessions with me. She was eating vegan. She was doing all the books. She was chanting, all the things. But she wasn't like she was progressing a bit, but it wasn't seeing like proper transformation and change in her life. And um, I at that stage, you know, students ready, teachers appear, loads of like feng shui masters arrived in Ireland of all places. So Ken and I decided to do go deeper to do our own house. At this stage, I had that client and I was like, you know, can, can we come feng shui your house? And I literally walked in and I was like, this is it. I was like, there's no point in doing inner work if your house's vibration is not changing. So it's like you need to raise, as you raise your energy, your house doesn't stay the same. Like your house stays the same. It doesn't change as you change. So it's like, it, there's this crazy tug of war that can happen. And basically like I walked into that woman's house and was like, she's just living in a shrine, shrine to her past. It is so clogged up. It basically, everything is about kind of grief and sadness and the, the things that had happened and you know everything was like literally holding her back and I'm like oh my god and then when we did the feng shui and found out her house type and everything I was like sure no wonder she's not like flourishing even though because you know on a page if you said this woman is doing all these things she like you think she should be on the moon flying with positive energy and she wasn't and then we started working on our house and I was like, well, that makes sense. It was just the house. So 
that's typically where people find me is like they're on their journey they're on the path doing the inner work healing you know very like connected um but there's something just a little bit like what's it's not working whether it's finances relationship health whatever it is there's something off um and then that's what we do we balance the house to 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 actually allow the amazing work that you've been doing to to really flourish and to to yeah for you to flourish and that's what we see with people is just flourishing so that's kind of a long short story long story to how I got to do it's today. so great it's so awesome and you know it's so funny because it reminds me of like many times like we find our soul mission through mm-hmm. like you know you're doing this energy work and you're like okay why isn't this like sticking in this person's life mm-hmm. and just becoming curious about that and then you know you had had you had read books since you were a teenager about it and it's like it all kind of comes together and you're like wow I really because any healer like wants people to grow and heal and for it to like take root yeah, in their life and the work. transformation yeah. to work right and so yeah. you go just out of curiosity you're like huh what's she going home to right? Like why this energy is not shifting for her when she's doing all of this inner work. And so I just love that path because I think many Mm. times, you know, we think we got to get to some end goal of what soul mission is, but it's really like an ever evolving, you know, and you still use all of your skill sets, right? Like all of them, all of them. Like, it's so beautiful. I love that. And so as you were talking about this and describing like how she had a lot of her past in her home, I certainly obviously like totally I'm sitting there going yeah and the reason is like as I'm thinking about this I'm like many times we approach like if we move into a new place right you're in total mode of like let me decorate my new place right and get the right you know hang the right paintings and what fits here that that fit in my last place and what doesn't right and so you're getting rid of stuff and you're putting stuff in and then it's like once you get that set you're kind of like okay now I'm going to go live my life And years go by, you know, time goes Mm -hmm. by and you're growing and you're changing. And like you and I've talked about this, like there are just things that haven't moved, you know what I mean? In my house, or it's like, I was in this mode of let me reorganize or let me, you know, move into a new place and situate things. And then it gets forgotten about, right? Like, Mm -hmm. do you find that that's happening for most people? Cause like, it doesn't even occur to me, you know, (laughs) to be like, yeah, I should update this stuff. Exactly. And you know what, um, what's been so fascinating in even this evolution for me, because I'm like, this process is just growing and evolving so much for me. And oftentimes, like we, we decorate and we create our homes, um, like just like our bodies operate very unconsciously. So we're not like really looking at what am I, why am I putting this picture up on the wall? What is this? Where did I get this? Um, who gave it to me? Do I like this? You know, it's like, you know, and, and we're just, it's kind of like, oh, that's a picture. I'll hang that there. Oh, there's books. I'll just leave them on the shelves. Like, but have we read them? Are we using them? Do they actually resonate with where I'm going? What I want to create? Um, and it's like, basically our house is a mirror of us. So when we start to set up our space, we set it up and then it just, as you said, it just gets kind of left and forgotten Um, and we're evolving, growing, changing. And then our house isn't and our house is of the old version of us and it's literally a mirror. So for some reason, there's one story coming into my head of a client who in her bedroom, she had a picture, but for 12 years before she joined our program, she would say to her friends, do I have mistress written across my forehead? Um, and, you know, it was always married men approaching her. She's a very smart, beautiful, lovely woman and just always had married men approaching her. Um, and she realized as we did the overhaul and looked at things, like really looked at what have we got on our walls. She had a picture of a single woman on its own. So that in itself is not ideal in your bedroom. You know, if you want to call a relationship, you don't want to be reminded of the single woman that you are. And you want to be anchoring in the image of the of a couple and the image of what it is that you want to call in. The picture was painted by Van Gogh of his mistress. <laughs> She's sleeping with this in front of her. Like, and it was just like, literally she came into the group and she's like, oh my God. (laughs) We're like, oh. And that is just like the tip of the iceberg of like how unconscious we are with what we're putting up in our houses and in our space and what's in our space already that we just don't see, we take for granted and we pass through our days because we're busy getting on with our life. And, And 
And that then kind of it mirrors back into your life. So that lady had that picture up there. She didn't even think about it. And all of a sudden, this is what's manifesting in her life, essentially. Yeah, because th- when you think about the concept of like having a vision board, right? And mm-hmm. you like have those, vi- you know, and you lo- and you pass by it every day, like you have it on your wall and you pass by it and you pass by it. It's like a living vision board, right? It's like every time mm-hmm. she's just passing by that painting, it's like imprinting that energy and she's doing it all the time, right? She lives in her house. And so she's always like that feedback loop is happening. Exactly. The and, time. you know, they all the time. And we like the art part really landed really he- like big for Ken and I when we decorated our bedroom a few years ago. And at the end of our bed, there's a, ga- a space for a wall for a, pic- a painting, like it's ideal place for a lovely painting. And I found a p- beautiful picture that reminded me of a picture of, of um, myself and Ken um, on our first date. And I was like, this looks really cute. And she's a red coat, she's an umbrella. It's really lovely painting. So I put it up, did not focus too much on the actual piece of art, to be honest. I was like, oh, this is nice. It looks, it fixed up my de- decor. And about six weeks later, a friend of mine came to visit and she sees, I'm showing her the room. She sees the picture and she goes, oh, and there's Marley. And I went, oh my God. From the day that I hung that picture up, about two weeks later, um, our neighbors rescued a dog that we ended up getting. And it was identical to the one in our in the picture, like a little black dog with a tail and a white tip on it. And it was basically, she was like, there's Marley. So I basically hung the picture and then the dog came into the picture as well. And that became our life. Oh my God. That's so awesome. That's I so know. awesome. And so for, you know, I know most people listening, like obviously have heard of feng shui, but, but there are different elements, right? And, and I think like, you know, is it individual meaning like, is it not as simple as just understanding like the basic principles of feng shui, but, but is it really individual meaning? Like for instance, one painting could be great for one person, like hanging in their bedroom versus like another person it might be awful for, like how much of it is individualized? This is um, a great question. I think I'm going to bring back to feng shui is, um, I like to call it acupuncture for your home. And um, when we talk about artwork and kind of the aesthetics of feng shui, um, of the aesthetics of the house, that's very much kind of the tip of the iceberg on what we can see. Um, when I work with, when we work with our clients, it's the energetics, so it's the invisible. So it is very unique and bespoke, and there's different schools of feng shui, um, and there's probably a lot of things that people may have heard about it. So um, whether you think it's like about moving furniture, knocking walls, like I'm sitting in the wrong place, like my room is, you know, or the door, the bathroom is the wrong place. I've heard this, you know, for me, if you've heard anything like this is bad feng shui, you, I often hear someone say, well, I've heard that, you know, my stairs is bad. So my house is bad feng shui. Like it's sort of like they put a big black line over their house. and like, I can't feng shui because the stairs is this place. And I'm like, I have hundreds of clients that have their stairs in the exact same place. They're doing great because there's a hundred other things or like a thousand other things that we can do with feng, feng shui. So if you've heard any things about bad and you think that that's your house, don't, I would say just like park it and be like, oh my God, there's just so much opportunity. And that's what I like to focus on when it comes to feng shui is that like, there's some parts that may be not great and there's no perfect feng shui houses. Like even our own home is not perfect. And um, there's little things that are not ideal, um, but it's what you do is you work with what you've got and see the potential of this energetic, um, basically temple that we can balance and harmonize and connect. Um, because it's very much associated with five element, the five five element um, practice, um, which is all about literally bringing heaven down on into earth, tapping into the Tao, that philosophy of flow. And when we bring a house into balance with the five elements, um, it's very bespoke. So uh, just like an acupuncturist for, um, if you went to the acupuncturist, they'll look at your body, you'll tell them what's going on. And then like I had, I was at my own acupuncturist today and she doesn't give me fashion advice. Like I don't give interior design advice, you know, like I, you know, I have a stylist. I'm talking to her tomorrow. You know, So the interior designer has the aesthetic. Um, for me, it's the energetic. So there's a little dance with, with, um, with feng shui that can, and you know, also people will say like, oh, where you just tell people to move furniture. Um, and, you know, unless you have like a, 
I don't know, 15,000 square foot house or bigger, the couch will probably just go in the one place. Like it'll only make sense or the bed will only maybe, there's like two options of a wall for it. So I'm quite like a pragmatic, like practical person with it. I'm like, we do what we can best and then optimize with the energetics. So I know that kind of went a long way around to get to the picture, you know, one picture good for one person, not so much for others. And there's a certain kind of um, when it comes to pictures, for example, there's a certain uh, vibration of things that you would kind of steer clear of. Like um, in any house, I would not recommend a house, a picture with a big storm like anywhere in your home, because we don't want that stormy energy. And, you know, I just remember one of my clients, her name is actually Patricia, and she said she had this picture of a storm of this ship in a storm in her family part of her home and she just like when she looked around and did exactly what I was saying just walk around look at what's on your walls what's in your space um she realized oh my god it has literally been so stormy like in her family like she goes it just always there was just friction and issues and not not calm not calm waters um, at all so just that you know it's like kind of like the things that you would try and avoid like weapons not ideal but then what what and that's a little bit of maybe you know this almost like sometimes when people are decorating creating house they're projecting um their unconscious onto the walls and into the house which is always quite fascinating you know so if you think about I had like a lovely woman Marie and her client and her husband had lots of weapons on the walls in one of the rooms um, and, you know, she came to me, she's like, that must be really bad feng shui. Like, I know it's really bad. Like, it can't <laughs> be a good thing to have, like, all these weapons. And I just said, look, don't, don't worry about them. Let's do everything else. Again, about, like, that's really bad. Let's just not even engage in that. Let's focus on everything else. And totally, as she worked on everything else, as she really started to do all of the other things, voluntarily, he said, I think I'm going to take these down and I'm going to put up pictures of my race cars. She came into the, she was like, oh my God, because what she did was focusing on changing the vibration of the house and no longer were they in resonance. So then they got taken down. So interesting. I was going to ask you that question. Like what if one member of the family, like, let's say, you know, there's a family living in a house and like, Mm -hmm. you know, one person's like, I want to do this feng shui work and other people like don't believe in it or don't care or whatever. And so they might feel sensitive, right. Um, Mm -hmm. about moving things. I actually, I live with this. So I'll just be like Mm -hmm. transparent about this because my son is so precious and so sensitive and so like sweetly attached to like things like for instance like he wants certain things to go in the memory box right and so we have these memory boxes and even things like an old spatula right that we have had for years that's done and really needs to go in the trash he's like but I remember when we bought that when I was four he remembers like all these things from when he was super super young because he has got this crazy memory that's so amazing and everything has like a connection to him. Right. So, so because of that, like, you know, if I go, Oh, like I'm going to take down this or, Oh, I'm going to move this around. Like, he is just like that. We can't move that. Like, I remember when you put that up and I remember, like, he'll remember the month I put it up and he'll be like, but we have such good memories. And when we were laughing, when you were like putting that picture up and there's like this whole world around it. Right. Like, I don't even remember when I put the picture up. So like, you know, there's that. And then there's people that just don't believe in it and are resistant to it or just like, why are we even doing this? And that's annoying. And I don't, you know, how, like what happens in these circumstances with, you know, I think it was a beautiful example, but you shared, but have you run into these different, like either someone is totally against it, right? Oh, money. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody that's just like, I don't want to move anything. I literally, I like literally at the beginning of one of my, my training that went out today, there's like exactly this. So it's like, you may have skeptics in your life. Um, And we have four women share their success stories of their partners, because it is so funny. I feel like partially it almost is, it's kind of, there's a bit of hilariousness of it. So the partners may be really resistant, but they, they kind of go, oh yeah, just 
let you do it mm. and, or we've had lot we've had women who've done it totally undercover like not even done their part they're like sneaking things in and balancing things and and with that I, I especially for like um partners I'm like you don't have to touch their stuff you just do your thing and put you, the remedies you put in the balancing but what is so hilarious is that all of a sudden the husband gets a promotion, the partner gets a new company car or gets like stock options, like something absolutely nuts happens to them. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, whatever you're doing, just, you know, just, just keep doing it. I like, this is good. Move everything in the house, whatever you want to touch. Yeah, like, do whatever you want. You, you just keep doing whatever yeah, you're doing. It may be so crazy, but I'm keeping. So that has been like just the because they're not attached to the results, and it's almost like the because the universe just comes around and goes, hey, 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 feng shui. <laughs> so that's always super fun to see um, and hear. Um, so we do have some of them do it undercover, um, and then maybe a year or so later they tell it, tell them. Um, and then there's some that are like, okay, I'm going to help you a little bit. So that's fine. But with the holding on to things, it's it, that's definitely a completely different kind of version that doesn't really like the change. Um, and that's where we veered the conversation into, like, let's make new memories. Let's get excited about the future. Like, what's your vision board? Like, what are the things that you want to create? Like, we're going to replace this picture with a new picture for our future. And this area represents whatever it is. So the, the idea behind this, you know, we've had this with, you know, lots of teenagers or, or kids are like, don't come near my bedroom. I don't want you to do anything. And typically there's not too much to do with kids bedrooms anyways but it's like we have to make sure we have the right balance elementally in there and um, and then I go well where is their bedroom located in the house so we'll look at you know is it in the I, I remember one um girl her, one woman and her daughter was living and I was in the travel her her bedroom was in the travel area and I was like well how old is she she's like 19 does she want to do any travel this year yeah, she wants to go to America. I was like, oh, okay. So let's start to focus on her goals. Like, well, how can we create win-win? Like, so you're thinking about going to America. This is actually the travel area. Like, let's put this in and like manifest it. You know, so it's like, there's a, it's just a, like a reframing of a conversation. It's not like, I'm going to put this, this thing in here to balance. You know, it's like, actually the win for you is this. Um, and yeah, especially with so different good. imagery. So it's a little bit of a reframing around the conversation. And, um, you know, letting go is definitely a tricky one, especially when people want to hold on to things. But it's it's something that you can get better at, like definitely. And I see it with my, with my clients. Um, you know, with clutter, for example, people kind of think, oh my God, I have to declutter my whole house before I feng shui. And I'm like, no, you don't. There's often areas of your house that will like call in the clutter. And that's because the energy isn't happy there, basically. And no matter how many times you declutter that area, it will keep coming back because the energy's not happy. If you know what I mean, it's almost like the, and that's when I see like, my clients they go they're always so fun because they're like oh my god like I just love decluttering now they would have always been like no I don't want to do it but because you become so much more conscious and aware of your physical environment because you are literally like looking at it from a very different space and energetic you're like oh my god well this is my health area of course I don't want to keep things there or this is my fame area like what why would I have something broken here now it's depleting you in general but also depleting that area so there is an awareness thing that unfolds from the practice that helps people and you know just become more conscious yeah, that makes so much sense. It's so interesting with things because everybody has like a different relationship with things. Mm, and, you yeah. know, like, for instance, my husband, I'll just talk about my husband, like, he is not clutter at all. Like he likes to get rid of things. The second something's not working, he doesn't try to, he's just like, we're done with this. It's not working. Let's get something new. And when I met him, like I held on to things, like when I, I literally, it's so funny. I had a suitcase and the entire like inside pocket on the lid was ripped out of the suitcase. Like that's how long I'd had that suitcase. And he was like, when he opened up my bag the first time I stayed over, he's like, what happened here? I was like, he goes, did that just happen? I was like, no, I'm like, it's just been like that for a while. He's like, 
have you ever thought of getting like a new suitcase? And I was like, it had never even dawned on me. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm like, no, like, I mean, the rest of it works, you know? And so, and so like living with him for all these years and like being around that energy, like I, I do more of that now. Like I let go mm. of, you know what I mean? Of things fairly easily. Yeah. And I don't, you know, hold on to, to stuff that's broken and things like that. But, but I, I think I grew up around, you know, people that did like hold on to those things. So I learned that like tendency and it's interesting mm. how that has evolved, like by being around his energy, cause it does feel very clean and clear, right? Like yeah. if, the, if we're not using this, let's get rid of it. Like, and so, you know, it's really like, I'm like, Oh, I feel that energy shift um, mm. being around his energy and how he kind of looked at things differently. I had never even considered how I considered things like prior to yeah. somebody coming into my life who, who looked at it so differently. So it was a really powerful transformative, you know, moment just to see oh it. My God. Totally. And like, I, I, my husband is, um, I think what I did, like one of those profiles, he's an accumulator or, and so like, you know, he would have, he has the same pair. He has the same pair of swimming goggles for like 30 years. I was like, he was the same. I've had about 20 person novels in 30 years. Like I was so, I was so amazed. Now they're still in perfect working order. Like they're not broken. If something was broken, you'd get rid of it. But the sense of like actually like able to tend to and mind things was just like phenomenal for me. But then his letting go of like things that were just like, you know, at, we the other day we did a clearing with his wardrobe and I was like, for a little while I was really like going okay with this one particular jacket because it was the jacket that he, he wore when we first met at this fire walk and I was like oh he's like oh. and he was always like no this was a great jacket and blah 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 and the other day I was like it is gone you have not <laughs> I have not seen it on you since the day we met like it is gone and that we've been traveling loads so it has it has been there and I'm like no it's gone it's gone so and books he would definitely I think it's that accumulator kind of mode as well but he's got much better like way way better but it it's a journey because I'm certainly more like your husband. I'd be like, it's not working. It's, a, you know, yeah. he's just like, where did the thing go? And I'm like, it wasn't working. We haven't used it in six months. Goodbye. Get it out of here. Right. It's so funny because it's like every once in a while, like he'll just be like, going around he's like are we using this anymore are we using this like are we using this and I'm like oh no here we go like <laughs> like that everything's getting you know it's like he just he has these moments where he gets like okay let's look at what we're not using like let's be conscious of our space and and it's just been awesome I mean like I feel like the universe sends us the right people to like have us shift some of those you know those elements and what I noticed in the process for myself was like how much like better it feels to have that, that shift of energy happen um, that I had never even been present to because I'd never gotten rid of things, right? Or I never yeah. let stuff go, you know what I mean? When it was time to just kind of let it go, not because it's literally broken down and doesn't work anymore, <laughs> like, but yeah, just because, exactly. yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's had its useful life and it's time to pass it along to somebody else or, you know, put it in the trash or whatever. So, um, so yeah, it's just really interesting how we don't consider it definitely is. And like for me with Ken, like he definitely would have been, he wouldn't even like if he would just go for like the best or the one that is like the most efficient, the best, he wouldn't even, he'd be like, that's the price. Okay, I'll get the bet that one. Whereas I would have definitely been more like, oh, you know, we don't have to spend the most. And now I'm just like, oh no, we do. Like he, but the thing is, he sees it as an investment and he knows he's going to have it for a very long time because he will look after it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so whereas Quality. I possibly wouldn't have. And it's just been such a, where I was, I would be like, I would close, but other things, not so much. And now it's like a total shift. So it is, we just learn from each other and, um, and grow with each other as well with that idea. Like, and I think just isn't listening to how you're talking about your husband. Like that is like a really um, beautiful, like upgrade as well of the energy. You know, we talked about, um, when we chatted before was about moving 27 things. Like just that if it's not moving and it's not being used, it's creating stagnancy. Like it's not, it's creating a sense of like the chi can't flow. Um, and it's kind of blocking the, the energy in your home. So, you know, give yourself the chance to move, let go and don't be holding on for a, a, a rainy day that you may need it because there's the, another one will come and if you haven't used it in a certain amount of time are you going to really use it um and then you're leaving a space for something new and magical to come and the feeling of your space to be better 
Yeah. Let's talk about, so you were giving me, we had a chat before this and you were talking to me about my office and I was saying, oh, well, you know, like what are quick things that we can do to kind of shift the energy? And some of the things are so simple and yet so profound that you never even, you know, one of the things you were like, open windows, like, and let the airflow come through. And a lot of times because I'm on calls and like, sometimes you can hear trucks outside. Like I don't open my windows all the time. Cause I'm like, Oh, I never know when a truck's going to pull up, you know, and it'll be loud and I'm on calls. And so, but it's like that simple thing just lets the energy flow. And then do, will you share what the 27 things is? Cause I found that to be really powerful too. Yeah, sure. So um, 27, um, two and seven comes to nine and nine is the kind of accelerator number in feng shui. It's a very, it's a positive number and it always like, brings more energy. And um, so we love using good, like auspicious numbers. And I love this, this um, idea of move or remove 27 things. So the idea is that you move around your house and just you can just move things. You could just like, oh, I'll move that here, move that there and just count 27. It's fun because you have a number to go a goal. But I always put move or remove 27 things. So you could move and remove like you could do a little switch. You can move that, remove this like you don't have to get to the full 27, but just do 27 actions around your space. And you will see things you've never seen before. You will look deeper at what you have in your space. And, you know, your office isn't huge, but I bet you still manage to do 27 things as you move yeah. around and be like, hmm. And the idea behind it is to look at how things feel. So um, I did something similar with my mom a few months ago, and it was just so interesting because she brought me and she, she was telling me about this little table that she bought new. And she was like, oh my God, I got the cutest table and I just love it so much. I can't wait to show you this table. And oh, and she was like literally giddily excited about this table. So uh, she brought me to the table. I was like, oh, it's lovely. Like, it's a great table. So happy you love it. I really want you to love everything like that in your house. And then I, I just kind of flipped over and I looked and I'm like, so do you love that? This little ornament with this little old blue and white ornament thing. I don't even know where she got it as much as the table. And she was like, no, what do I have that for? And her entire like energy shifted. It was like this brain, like something flipped in her brain to realize like, oh, I don't like that. And she got a bag and she started like, no that and that and that and that and literally got cleared out so much stuff because she had gone to the vibration of like oh does this match the same as the table and who gave me these candlesticks oh my god I don't the person hasn't talked to me in this length of time and it literally just like piled so much stuff and it was all like and for me you know she'd be like I don't have any clutter but she's a lot of like she would love like random ornaments and stuff around her house and I was like mm, no this is like a bit tash but anyways um you know we still have our house feng shui'd it's her house. And that's really the idea is that you move around and you see and look and move and shift things around. Yeah. And just by doing that, you become more conscious too of the things. Yeah. yeah I definitely did that. And it's pretty easy to like find 27. I mean, I found 27 things just in my office to yeah. move around. And it's like, and also too, like, it's not even just the act of what you're doing too, but then just opening your mind to like, oh, I can shift things around. Like we get in this headset of like, you know, oh, this picture frame must sit right here, right? Like it's like, this is its home, um, but it doesn't have to. And you can just, you can have more fun and, and play and bring a new energy. Yeah, for sure. And with that as well, you start to like, look like, oh, just like, is that chipped? Is that broken? Like, why am I holding on to that? You know, in that big runaround that my mom was doing one day, um, she had um, a little like candlestick with a little candle thing on it. Um, and the blue, the top of it had this chip off the little candle thing. And I was like, like, that's all chipped. What do you have this for? It was really cheap and tack. I was like, what are you, why do you keep getting rid of that one? That's actually fine. What are you, why are you keeping this? And she goes, your sister bought that for me from her first school trip away. It was the first present that she ever bought me and I'm keeping it. And I was like, you know, and I went, oh, okay. You know, and you know, just like your son, there's a certain layer level of like being able to keep things. And for me, when it comes to letting go of things, I'm like, let go of the least emotive thing. Like start yes. with like the Tupperware cupboard. <laughs> like don't start <laughs> on the photos. Like, you know, don't start in the photos or the presents that you got from someone or something like that, you know, and start, start where it's, it's easy you know and that you're not going to be like oh um 
like getting stuck on like I can't let go of this because then you dive down a whole little hole of it whereas you're like underwear socks easy place Tupperware like those little places are nice like the you know the the beauty cut cabinet like you know all of those places that you're like oh actually they're easy and that's when you build up the muscle um to be able to kind of move through more and more stuff so great and I know you have you have a program called powerhouse right for people that really want to dive into the details and you also did what sounds really cool um like a mini class of you going around your own house can you tell us about that yeah, so um, I have, uh, I created a mini course um, that's kind of like feng shui cribs of my own house for MTV cribs. Um, in the UK, there used to be a TV show when we were kids called Behind the Keyhole and you would like go into someone's house and guess, you to guess who it was, whose house it was. Um, and I really was quite, felt quite vulnerable when the videographer was like standing in front of him like, and now we're going to go into my house. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? So we, I walk through each room of the house and talk about the do's and don'ts and best practices and show you like, this isn't ideal feng shui. This is good feng shui. This is what we've done to mitigate it. So there's loads of tips, loads of just really practical content. And then I dive into really the nuts and bolts of like what feng shui is, how it works and how you can use it in your life. And that's a free course that will be available on my website site um and then my powerhouse program is people who kind of want to go further and we do personal reports for all of our clients so like an acupuncturist it's like very personal every house is unique um and it's an amazing um I think for me you know feng shui is really about like raising the consciousness and vibration of our home and as we do that it does it for ourselves so and we see it for everybody so it's the ripple effect like you were saying it's the partners the children like I've like one client who did work on her in her she actually got a had fire element that she needed in her career area happened to be her office or her her bedroom so she bought a purple quilt she went to target and she bought a purple quilt like um comforter because that's how they say in the us she bought a purple comforter (laughs) and she put it in her bed in um and like literally 24 hours her son won a scholarship worth seventy thousand dollars she got a new client and her husband got this new like big job like he had a construction business and got this new big project she was like like the only thing i changed was the purple comforter you know so it's simple things in a house um but it's very bespoke so don't get a purple comforter for your bed it might be the right one it might be the right thing (laughs) that might be very wrong for you (laughs) that could be really wrong just so you know like don't do it and be like where's my job or where's my thing someone's Um, like i listened to a podcast and they said all i need to do is get a purple comforter and then everything (laughs) all the good stuff is gonna happen and then yeah so it could but I don't I don't yeah don't wait for it to happen because it may not be right um so yeah that's the the really magic when we dive into the specifics for everyone but um uh, in the meantime just to get started and and really start to kind of get more aware of the practice itself um there's my Freeman Funtry mini course that is so cool and we'll put the links uh, to all of this in the show notes so that everybody um has it so this has been amazing. I love this work. I think it's amazing what you're doing and the blend of, you know, the feng shui and then all your skills that you shared about um, prior coming into that moment. Um, yeah. I just think is really, really powerful. I know it's powerful. I know, you know, it's powerful and you've seen tons of people have incredible results from it. So yeah, I'm super excited that we connected and that we got to share this yes. with everybody. If Me you guys too. are curious, dive down the rabbit hole. It's super, super fun. So thank you for being with us. I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And I just like love raising who's awareness to their homes. You know, it's just like potential ready to be turned on. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings. Mm